Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I am doing well, my friend. It is a beautiful day outside so far. <laughs> well, Disclaimer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. At the at the moment, everything is beautiful out. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's we're we're doing great here. Yeah. Uh, York and Grayson had their first belt test. Well, Grayson had her first belt test for Krav Maga, and York had his belt test uh, as well. So they uh, and they both did an amazing job. In fact, all the kids in their classes, uh, great. It was just Grayson and another boy. Um, one of the other, one of the other girls that tr- they trained with uh, was that wasn't going to be able to make it, and uh, the other boy that's with them hadn't been there long enough. So they, uh, so he wasn't qualified, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, to train or to test, and so. But yeah, uh, both Grayson and uh, Etienne did an amazing job. They really, you know, really stayed focused, really brought it. And uh, yeah, so now she's a white belt with a yellow stripe in the middle. So then, after, then her after her next belt test, she'll be a yellow belt with a white stripe. They'll just basically switch. <laughs> and York uh, and the other nine kids in his class that tested did. Just outstanding. York always just, I mean, he's always doing an excellent job during class, but when it comes to belt test, man, that boy is just all about business. Yeah. He ain't got, he ain't got time for, you know, kind of goofing around. It's, it's, he knows it's go time. This, I forgot how many belt tests he's done now, but he went from a green belt with a white stripe to a green belt with a black stripe. Well, the next one will be a blue belt with a white stripe. So I did count. He's about seven, seven belts till he gets his junior black belt. So seven quarters, I guess. So for about a year, about a year and almost two years, he'll he'll have his junior black belt. So if he sticks with it. So yeah. But he's, I mean, shoot, he's on his way. So, um, other than that, yeah, man. Uh, and also yesterday had an excellent father's day. Um, got my Dutch brother's coffee and then picked York up and then went and got Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast mm-hmm. and then, uh, came back to the house, played, uh, I got the new, I'm going to screw it up too, but I got the new, uh, Mario brothers soccer game. I think it's called like battle I think it's super like Mario Brothers Strike Battle Wars or something like that. It's a soccer game, but if you think about it this way, it's if Mario Kart was a soccer game, that's how it is. Um, You're you get to choose which characters you want on your team, and uh, then they have like the little boxes like in Mario Kart that appear, and then they'll have a Stuff like the banana peel, the star, uh, red shell, green shell, and you get to use all of those against your opponents. But you got to be careful because if one of your players is in the way, as I have learned, 
it, it will also take them out as well. So uh, I've accidentally taken out York a couple of times. I was like, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> but you can change quickly change to a different player on the team. So you're not stuck with the same player. You can switch to a different one. It is uh, it's a blast. I mean, it's four minutes per game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. There's so much going on. <laughs> I've seen some I, video. Yeah. Um, it does look fun, but I don't know if it's quite a game for me, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. about it, but it does look fun. Oh, yeah. Like, I wasn't sure, but I, want, I was like, you know, we haven't gotten a new one in a while. Let's get this. And I think York might like You know, I think both kids might like it. Good family mm-hmm. game. And York apparently had been wanting it for a while, but, of course, has not uttered a word about it to me. So, but apparently him, he's talked to his mom about it. Yeah. So who knows? Just put it out there to the universe and it just boom. It just, and then it happens. He was, so he was very excited. So we played for a little bit and then we went, uh, York and I each got our booster shot. I got my second booster. York got his first, uh, Ruth and Grayson had gotten theirs a couple of days earlier, but I didn't have York's, uh, card with me. His mom had it. So I was like, well, I'll just wait until he needs to get his, and then we'll get that, and then boom. So we did that, and then uh, we went and saw Lightyear as a family. And then after that, went to one of my favorite taco places, uh, West Coast Taco Shop, over by our comic book store here in Donaldson. And then uh, had my Cali burrito, and then came home and played a little bit more of the Mario soccer game. And then that was it, man. Yeah. I had made I had made a promise to myself. That yesterday was going to be the one day I didn't do any sort of domesticity. There we go. Ooh, that's a lot of syllables uh, for me to butcher. But yeah, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to touch the dishes. I'm not going to touch the laundry. All that stuff can wait till tomorrow. You know, I tried to get the kids to take the dog out more than they usually do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. And then <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do more than like I usually do, which is, you know, I can't sit and relax without knowing or with knowing that X, Y, and Z still needs to be done. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to try and block all that out and then go from there. And I'm proud of myself for being able to do that. But literally, as soon as I got up this morning, I started the laundry, <laughs> started putting stuff in the washer. Like, all right, day's over. Back to it. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but how about you, my friend? What's, what is new with you? Um, about the same, um, normal work week, but then yesterday I slept in pretty late <clears throat> and then, um, you know, of course got my gifts from mom, sister, and my daughter. I got nice. a, got a world's greatest dad cup. <laughs> Sweet. That's a goblet. And then, yes. <laughs> and then, and then the card that my daughter wrote, like she wrote somewhere in it for yeah. the first time almost got me. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Aww. she's using one of my tricks getting Cause she, you know, had the normal quote on the card, and then she wrote something too, and I was like, "Yeah, oh man." <laughs> so that was great, and um, got a couple of t-shirts. One Nightmare on Elm Street three, and nice. then Batman with the red Batman logo. So, yeah, and um, then we went to eat out at Rafferty, Rafferty's over at Hundred Oaks. Okay, it was cool. Yeah. Like, nice yeah. food, and then after we ate, just come home and relax before I had to take Kyla home. We didn't, yeah. we didn't, we didn't get a chance to go see Jurassic World this weekend because she didn't get here till Saturday, and she was kind of tired from right, travel. From drive. We were gonna go yesterday, but then dinner plans like that. Yeah, we'll just wait till 
come back because it's still a pretty crowded movie anyway. It's still going. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the mo- the card my mom sent me um, uh, kind of got me, but she's good at being able to do that. She knows what keywords to put in there to <laughs> to trigger <Yeah>. me. Um, <laughs> shame on her. Uh, I love the one that my family gave me because. Grayson always likes to write inside the card, mm-hmm. not even on the envelope, but on inside the card, who the card's to and who it's from. Yeah. So she wrote my name. She didn't write daddy. She wrote Jeff, but she put the J backwards. Anyways, it was really funny. I'm like, well, thank God I knew who this card was for. <laughs> <laughs> but and then, you know, York wrote something in there, too, and that was really sweet and not something I was expecting to to read. So that, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, uh, guess what time I slept in till yesterday? Mm, nine or ten. Five fifty. Five forty-five. Five fifty. I was just body, up. Body just. Right. Yep, automatic. it just knows. It's even though it was my day off, it just without having an alarm set, it just knew, and then I was up. I was like, seriously, bro? Okay. And then I laid back down, and I'm just trying to lay there. And I never really fell back asleep. Mm-hmm. So it was like 6.30 and I'm just a hub. <laughs> so I just took a shower and got ready. I'm like, I'm, I might as well just go ahead and do this. I'm already up. Yeah, and then, if, you, yeah. if you went back to sleep and woke up, you'd been more tired than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, which was fine because that meant we got an early start to the day and we were able to get, you know, things done before it got too busy, too, too yeah. busy. So, yeah, no, it was great. It was a good day. Very, very. Also, uh, we went when we got to Rafferty's. They said it'd be like an hour to an hour and a half wait. Oof. And so, I was like, okay, we're hanging out. The per- and they said, you know, maybe a little less. So my mom and Ernest, her boyfriend, they go to Rafferty's like damn near every week. And yeah. Then somebody that's always there when they're there got us. We got a seat within like fifteen minutes. There you go. And. Like, you right, got bu- cool. you got bumped on the list because your mom knows people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's just like uh, my stepmom knows people at the Chili's that she always goes to. So they got like she's allowed to go through this whole like uh, instead of coming in through the front door, she's allowed to come through like the employee door on the side. So she Dang. parks. She's like, no, no, park right here because we're gonna go in that door. It's like that, that's not the front. She goes, trust me, we're good. I'm like. All right, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, all right, we're here with your VIP status, and she knows like half the people that work there. I'm like, all right, then I guess her dad used to go a lot, yeah. So I was like, all right, then. So, yeah, I I know what you mean by that. All right, man. Uh, first of all, uh, before we get too far, we want to thank uh, Russ Burlingame for joining us. Again, uh, for last week's two episodes, I guess, technically, two-parter. That's how much we had to talk about and, you know, how much, what a wealth of information he is. So I want to definitely thank him again for joining us. That was awesome. And we look forward to having him back on in the future. Sir. And then we've got an interview next week, but that episode will air will air like oh my god like i'm talking tv <laughs> that that episode will drop the week of the fourth and we'll just have a normal episode normal a regular scheduled episode next week there we go yeah. so 
but we are looking forward to that and can't wait to have our guest on. So boom, boom. All right. Uh, because we didn't get to talk TV last week. I mean, we talked TV, but when you talk new TV, yeah. Uh, let's, let's delve into, uh, Miss Marvel, uh, dropped on Disney plus on June 8th. We are now two episodes in this Wednesday. will mark episode three out of six. Basically, it takes it's uh, about the our main character Kamala Khan is a superhero fan with an imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Kamala feels like she doesn't fit in at school and sometimes even at home. That is until she gets superpowers like the heroes she's looked up to. So basically, uh, they're Pakistani, right? I believe Pakistani descent. Is what I remember because they're the same as Camille Nanjiani's, well, as him, and then uh, which then made me think of a theory I had. So that's how I was able to remember all that. Yeah. So they're and they're Muslim, so they're in New York, and there's a lot of uh, there's not a huge Muslim population at her school, so she feels out of place, and you know she's not one of the popular popular kids, so she of course kind of feels out of place there, but she has. Uh, her two friends, Bruno and uh, Nakia. Uh, so to help her kind of walk through things, they really want to go to this Avengers Con mm-hmm. uh, event, but she knows her family's not going to go for it. So she still has to ask to try at least, and it doesn't go so well. But she's got this whole cos- beautifully handcrafted cosplay outfit yeah. Uh, of Captain Marvel that she wants to go as that her friend Bruno's, I guess, good with engineering, I guess. Is that what we call it? But I mean, he like welds and not welds, but solders. There you go. To yeah. make He's an inventor. There we go. And tries to make different things, especially when it comes to their, their outfits. And so she, uh, but she, she knows her, because she's a teenager, there's always that feeling that your parents don't understand you because yeah. you're developing all these feelings and all this change, all these changes and everything. And there's the little, a slight bit of angstiness, but you know, her parents are kind of, her mom is more strict than her dad. Yeah. Put it that way. I mean, that's, I think that's for a lot of families though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, wasn't mine at least, uh, Oh no, I take that back. For me, it was the other way around. But I know I I, I have friends that it was it was that way for them. <clears throat> so Bruno tells her that she needs to find something to make her outfit m- more relatable to her. Kind of, mm-hmm. she needs to add something to make it more personable and different than just a regular Captain Marvel thing. Right. So she's going through this trunk of stuff from her grandmothers or great grandmothers, one of the two, uh, that they that got sent to her house. And one of them is this bracelet that apparently has cosmic powers. And they don't know why. Yeah. And she doesn't really fully realize it until she puts it on when she's at the Avengers Con, but also fast forward too fast. Parents say no. 
Actually, no, they do say yes, but only if she can catch. go <laughs> with a catch. Your dad is going with you, and you both are going to go as Hulk. Also, he's got the body paint and the outfit. You have a very modest green outfit that's of uh, in the traditional uh, more Muslim attire, I guess. I don't know how to, a good way to word it. Uh, of their culture, we'll just say of the, you know, the more dress and more. I mean, it's beautifully done. I mean, it's a beautiful outfit. It's just not what she wants to wear. Right. And, you know, and her mom thinks that everybody's going to be in scantily clad outfits or super tight clothes. And she doesn't want her dressing like that. And basically, she's like, no, I don't want to go with my dad because that's embarrassing. To which she, of course, takes offense. Hurts his feelings. <laughs> it hurts his feelings. But, I mean, dude, she's 16. Nobody wants to go. I would, if my dad showed up like that, one, I would probably drop to the floor laughing. Because <laughs> that's not him at all. Or <clears throat> not anything he would have done. But I'd be like, no. <laughs> please, please don't. Yeah, the, the interesting thing is she never shows them her her costume. Like, if they had seen the costume, I don't think they'd have had a problem. Well, and I think she was thinking about it. <clears throat> but when she was looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was kind of turned around and saw how it kind of pulled on her on her pants a little bit. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're all they are kind of tight. They're not going to go for this. Okay. But I think if she would have put uh, like a sarong or a, that's what they're called, like a little scarf thing. Mm-hmm. That kind of covers the back of it a little bit. One, it adds a little bit more flair to her outfit. True. And does show that it's a little bit different. But it also makes it look more modest, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. But yet still keeps with the outfit. I think if she would have done that, they would have been okay. Yeah. Nonetheless, basically go with your dad or you don't go at all. To which she then sneaks out of the house. Comes up with this whole elaborate plan. <clears throat> what I love about this show is that it's so accessible for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not made for a specific age. Uh, I watched it by myself first, and then I'm like, Grayson would absolutely love this. And I have not said that about any other Disney show or Marvel Disney Plus show. <clears throat> now she's seen The Mandalorian, but but as far as like Marvel, like yeah. MCU stuff. That they've put out. I haven't thought, wow, Grayson would like this. I've said, wow, York will like this. But not Grayson. Until this show. One, it's a strong female lead. Mm-hmm. So she'll she'll be able to identify with that and wanna wanna watch it for that. Plus it's you know, it's it does have to do with school and kind of school drama stuff. So she's kinda into that for whatever reason. But yeah. Um but it's about this girl that learns to that gets superhero powers. Like a younger girl. So She's really interested, and there's some great humor in it, mm-hmm. but there's also some very, what they do with, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, what the special effects are unique. Yeah. Like, when they're talking about different, what, uh, how to change your cosplay outfit while they're, like, riding, or while they're walking on the sidewalk, a visual representation of what they're talking about is like being animated on the brick wall of the building they're passing by. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, when her and Brino having a, are communicating through text messaging, they're like the text messages are showing like on the, on the crosswalk 
and then through like uh, the signs of a bodega and everything going all the way up. It's very clever in how they're doing that yeah. and how they're visually showing, you know, moving the story along. That's different. That sets it different from every other Marvel show. And it keeps it fresh, keeps it different, mm-hmm. but yet still has that superhero feel to it by having, you know, it's an origin story, obviously, in her learning about these powers. Right. So, what are your thoughts so far? I, mean, I think it's it's, a, it's been a fun series so far. Um, I've noticed the change in how she gets her powers. Like I was reading about the comics, how it's related to the Inhumans, where um, Black Bolt releases Terrigen kind of, I guess, toxin or gas throughout the world and it changes people like it kind of unlocks their innate abilities and okay. that's how she gets her powers and so it's different how they're tied into the bracelet so hopefully we'll learn more mm. about the bracelet like what yeah. that bracelet's tied to and um she even called a family and was asking about it it's like no nah, you don't need to know about that <laughs> you know well, and her mom too is like why yeah. are you asking about yeah and, um, and then go ahead no no go ahead but yeah it's just i'm just curious where that part's gonna go and then you know, it's, you know, because in the comics, you know, she stretches here. It's more of a cosmic energy stretch. And then when she saved the girl at the con- at the AvengerCon, you know, yeah. just kind of shattered and disappeared and whatnot. So she hadn't quite got got the hold of her abilities just yet. But it's interesting what they're doing. Yeah. And there's like a little training montage of her learning how to walk on the second episode of learning how to trying to learn how to use her powers to walk and like use the, the like little squares that yeah. she was able to. Yeah. <clears throat> I, so my theory still, even after two episodes, we'll see if it pans out. I still think that, uh, <clears throat> the bracelet is going to somehow connect to Eternals. Cause, uh, Kingo, uh, Kumail Nanjiani's character spent a lot of time in Pakistan Mm-hmm. in that area and you know had the, his own little show or whatever you know and he shot things with his fists and stuff like that and i do believe it resembles one of the things he was wearing so since her powers are cosmic cosmic and the internals are cosmic beings right. i feel like somehow this is going to tie in to that and i could be way off base and that is completely fine <laughs> but i think it is a a very interesting theory to to try and uh, explore, though. But yeah, um, I've kind of gotten to where I just watch every Marvel show, like almost first thing when I get up mm-hmm. before, you know, as I'm getting ready for work and everything. Uh, but now with this one, I'm having to wait. I don't have to, but I, I guess I should say I'm choosing to wait because then I can just watch it with Grayson. That's like. We used yep. to watch the Mass Singer Wednesday nights, but since it's not currently on, mm-hmm. now we have this. We watch Wednesday nights, so. and I'm just glad that she's enjoying it too, because I think this is a good way to get her kind of into that sort of stuff. And it's good to have a show that's as accessible as accessible to younger kids, so it's not all just for you know old, you know for adults and kind of older teens, I guess. Yeah. So. I like I like how they're doing it. And um and yeah, I mean the way she has her powers and stuff like that are different, but that's okay cuz they're still it's just a different 
interpretation, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. And it doesn't diminish anything from the comics. It just literally no pun intended, but it helps extend it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, G Willow Wilson's the one that I think created the character. I actually met her 12 years ago at uh, Emerald city comic con. She was writing a series called air, uh, through vertigo. Very sweet lady. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've got like two things signed by her in a picture somewhere. Dust off the old, uh, albums and stuff, but yeah, no amazing writer too. She wrote a, I want to say a Peabody or, or either Peabody or Eisner, uh, award-winning graphic novel called Cairo. That's really good. So, Yep, yep. All right, moving on, we have the latest episode of Obi-Wan, Ken Obi. Episode 5 of 6. This Wednesday will be the last one of the season. It's going by fast. And that's because they yet, off, right? and, yet, and, and also not really going by at all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Strong start, and then it just kind of... The last episode was good. I'm not going to lie. I... I we'll the last episode was one. better. Yeah, was yeah. better. But yeah. I'm still just kind of yeah. I'm still just kind of okay with this. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not. I, maybe it's just because I I, I want to think that it, I'm not enjoying it as much because I'm just not a fan of the prequels. But. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's. I, I don't know if that's it. Or if it's, the whole th- might not be the whole thing, but it's it's it could be influencing that as well. Yeah, but I, I did like some of the flashbacks they used and yes. how they tied into what was currently happening. I was like, okay, you know, it's like we're getting a little more of what wasn't in Revenge of the Sith, trying to see how the relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin that we didn't get before his turn. You know, they're kind yeah. of filling in space and um. Got to see some more abilities. Yeah. Vader, which I was like, all right. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it just, and then something that happened toward the end that I'm pretty sure made a lot of people on the internet happy and disappointed at the same time. Because yeah, crazy going on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, all right. I kind of got what y'all wanted, but not quite. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, we're doing that this episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you got to leave on a cliffhanger somehow. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, for me, for me, as somebody that's not a fan of the prequels, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's more Star Wars, so I'm not going to like really be upset about it. it. It just, I don't know. I don't. I feel like they really wanted to make it an Obi Wan prequel series but they really didn't know what kind of plot like full-on plot they wanted to have like they was like well we need obi-wan to know that that anakin slash vader is still alive yeah other than that what do we want to do i don't know (laughs) and then figure it out we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out as we go yeah so yeah it just I don't know. I think it'd been cool if it'd been like a just a couple more episodes to it, maybe eight. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it just seems a little wonky at times. I guess is a good way to word it. 
Yeah. Like the overall thing, yeah, it's not bad, but it's it just seems a little wonky. Yeah. So but I mean I'm like I'm not mad that it exists, we'll put it that way. Like I'm yeah. again, more Star Wars is always good, but it'd be better if they had a plan yeah solid plan like i feel like they had a better plan with boba fett than they did with this and i know it's not the same people working on it yeah but i'm just saying i feel like it the this storyline for boba fett and even in mando both was laid out a little bit better now second season maybe not laid out as well since like one to two episodes were technically mando episodes but all in all it's still fits in and it does kind of lead up to the next season of Mando. So yeah. I don't know. Um I briefly I've watched a couple episodes uh but not like the entire season or you know or even remotely caught up. I guess there is only one uh, one season so far. Um I watched a uh, on either CW or HBO Max, however, whatever you want to, however you want to watch it. Uh, I watched Naomi, which is, it follows a young woman and her hero's journey. So basically somebody that is about a teenage girl named Naomi McDuffie, who is in high school and she's a huge Superman fan. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Miss Marvel a little bit, just Captain Marvel. Anyways, she, she, uh, she wants to, well, she follows like the mythos because she still they still think like Superman, Superman's more of a fictional character mm-hmm. until Superman shows up in their town to fight against this bad guy. And so they're getting interviews and video and stuff like that. And she's got this website, much like Kamala Khan does, but <laughs> it's kind of like some hilarious I'm realizing as I'm talking about it. Yeah. Um, but then she discovers as she's trying to do this investigative work that she too has power she is adopted um her father's in the service they're basically at a, at a uh, you know she's an she's a military brat in this town um the show is co-produced by Ava DuVernay so it's um but Casey Walfel W A L F A L L plays Naomi and so she's she winds up discovering that she has powers but she's not really sure what they do and how she got them and so this show is that journey of her discovering her powers but also why she has powers and then why people are you know why the they're you know she's again doing this superman investigation of what occurred also why uh people are trying to go after her for investigating this and etc and she's got you know her her scooby-doo gang of friends yeah to help, to help her through this it's i mean it's entertaining I, i've liked it so far i've watched i think three or four episodes and it's it's not bad i mean it's a for a cw show that's not part of the flash uh arrowverse whatever yeah. uh yeah it's i i dig it so not bad uh good for tweens maybe even younger but yeah yeah, not bad 
That's all I got for TV. I've been watching The Boys season three, so I'm ca- caught up through episode five. So far, this season's done pretty good for picking up where season two left off. And you just, how far have you gotten? Episode two, season two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're, always. You're, you're familiar with Homelander and how he is. Yeah. So basically, this season he's kind of just losing it slowly, a little more, a little more than he has the first couple episodes uh, seasons yeah and uh, a lot of things have happened <laughs> and um a lot of things are happening uh, it's just it's been an interesting season so far and um i know it's probably been one of the more consistent series that i've watched as far as characters and how they're developed and they haven't been too disappointing you know sometimes they usually go way left with some characters yeah. development and here they've been pretty consistent um i'm curious <laughs> how it's on the end Right, uh, this is pretty. It's pretty crazy right now, but uh, so far this third season's pretty solid. Um, then I binged watched the after party. <laughs> yes, uh, I was up Saturday and like I'd never watched the first episode. Like every time I always get to the part where, you know, the murder happens and then Tiffany Haddish's character arrives and then I'm like I'm just not in the mood for this yet. <laughs> so like, I'll come back to it. So I guess right. I was in the mood. I was in the mood that night and after I watched the first episode. I was like, all right, let's keep going. I, I basically binged all the whole season from going from Saturday to Sunday. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I could just do one more. I'll do one more. And it's just pretty much like that till the end. And um, it was funny, <laughs> like hilarious. Great cast. You know, Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, who I still says reminds me of one of my coworkers. Yep. <laughs> just how he talks and looks. <laughs> Same mannerisms. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just being able to see the different each each character's version of what happened, especially the I think the third episode with the animation and just kind of who done it. I like those who done it kind of yep. movies and series. So funny, pretty solid. So. And every episode had a different genre. Yeah, and the music was great too. Yes, like the the the. <clears throat> the creativeness to incorporate different genres of movie mm-hmm. styles. <clears throat> Just, I, I loved every bit of that. Like, I would love for them to do a season two. I, I believe they have a big, well, as far as IMDb goes, there's season two slot there. So for possibly 10 more episodes, well, 10 episodes, this was only eight, but, um, say, each main character kind of painted themselves differently, like the situation different than they kind of put themselves in kind of, you know, you don't know if they were actually telling the truth about what they did. Yep. And as it goes on, you're like, OK, well, maybe they were really, you know, as as, as other people tell their story, you see that previous people, like, they were on to something. They were kind of being honest about what was what. And that's just it was worth it was worth binging. It's been a while yep. since I've actually just binged a show like that <laughs> in one night. Know, right. Yeah, because it's so good. It's just so good. And they're short episodes. I yeah. mean, they're thirty-minute episodes. They're not. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, that's what helped. I'm like, all right, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I I even recommended that to my mom to watch. I was like, you yeah. would like this just because there's different. It's a whodunit, and there's different styles of filmmaking or different styles of genres for mm-hmm. each episode from from a person's point of view. So you'll love it. Just give it a try. You don't like it after like two episodes, two or three episodes, fine. Yeah. But at that point, you're like, I, um, you're a third of the way through. 
true. And then I didn't, I didn't expect it to go. Like I had my theories, my thoughts mm-hmm. and when it was revealed. Like, oh damn, yeah, okay, I see it now. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Not as, yeah. not as, not predictable. In a right. Way. No, no, definitely not. And that's what I was kind of. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this, but I'm afraid that if I'm right, I'm not gonna like this because it was too predictable. And then, no, not at all. That there was nope. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was. I, I dig it. But glad I might rewatch that. To be honest, it's crazy. Like there's one character that nobody really pays attention to. He even has his big moment, and then it just goes right back to them not even knowing him. Yep. <laughs> I was just like, man, I feel sorry for him. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh. We all know those people. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Uh, too funny. Yeah. All right. Ready to get into our feature presentation? Yes, sir. All right. All right uh, f- first movie, we'll go ahead and uh, I guess we'll do the kids one first because <laughs> we technically have a double header. Um, we watched uh, this week. We had Disney Pixar's. Light year. While spending years attempting to return home, marooned Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. Now, the disclaimer of this movie at the beginning is in 1995, Andy, a boy named Andy, went and saw a movie about Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie. To which I then looked at Ruth and went, so we're we going to get like 1990s animation out of this? <laughs> if we're, we're going to stick been, to canon. That'd been cool. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's very amazing CGI instead. So, or computer animation. But it, <clears throat> it uh, definitely a beautiful movie to look at. Yeah. I mean, because it is Disney Pixar. So, yeah, they, they're not slashing on that. <laughs> It's kind of the first Pixar movie that actually got put in the theater in a while. Yeah. Because <laughs> here lately, that's just been straight to Disney Plus. Yep. So it was good to actually get get it in the box office, you know? Yep. Well, that this is the kind of movie you want to see in a theater and not one you want to watch at home. True. I don't care how big your TV is. Yeah. But at least for your initial viewing, you don't want to. So, yeah. So Buzz is... Played by Chris Evans, uh, voiced by Chris Evans. Izzy Hawthorne is voiced by Kiki Palmer. Peter Sohn voices Socks, the robotic therapeutic cat. Yes. Therapeutic robot cat. There we go. Uh, Taika Watiti uh, voices Mo Morrison. Dale Solis voices Darby Steele. James Brolin voices Zerg. And Uzo Aduba voices Alicia Hawthorne. Uh, and of course, oh, and uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. voices Commander Burnside. And Bill Hader even sneaks in to, to voice the rookie. Feathering Hamstand. Feathering Hamstand. Common spelling. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, was written and directed by Angus McLean. <clears throat> so, yeah, so. Buzz and his, you know, basically his partner slash co-pilot, you know, Alicia Hawthorne, you know, show up on this planet. They're trying to explore it. And, you know, some things happen with vines and uh, 
they're having to Buzz is having to rescue a rookie, which he doesn't like bringing rookies along. Really, it's just one <laughs> no, because it's just one extra person that he has to be responsible for. Yeah, and that turns out to you know kind of you know ends up proving this point. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, if he would have been looking out for him, probably when had yeah. half things happen. Sure. Their spaceship is he said it looks like a turnip. I would have I kind of I was like well more like a beet, but I mean turnip would have worked too. Yeah. And so that's just what he calls it is the turnip. Big round space thing. It tries to get sucked, you know, the vines wrap around it. They're trying to get back and try and take off and leave. And the autopilot, which he also cannot stand. Yeah. Whose name is Ivan. Keeps telling him you're going to crash. You're going to crash. He's like, no, I got this. And then tries to turn it off. (laughs) And then he almost clears this mountain and then crashes into the. Even the rookie's trying to help out. It's like, no, I got this rookie. Stand down. I got this. Yeah. I'm Buzz. Yes. (laughs) It was very, very, very into Buzz. Buzz is is the man. Buzz got to do it. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, oh, and that, I don't know if you did this when you were watching. I was like, you know, Maverick would have cleared that. (laughs) I mean, there's certain moments in this movie. I'm like, man, it's pretty similar to some things in Top Gun. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, it was like the same kind of. Trying to get up the trench, yep. clear it. I'm like, all right, there's some parallels there. Yep. But then it crashes, and then they're marooned. So then they, they, because uh, their fuel source uh, to help get them into like hyperdrive, hyperspeed. I don't know, hyper mm-hmm. whatever, hyperactive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they're having to recreate that source, and in doing so, they ended up the all the people on board the turnip end up building like a whole facility. I don't know what from <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, they got cranes and they got vehicles. Like, like they got, all, they got a whole resources. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, y'all just keep this stuff in the turnip or like, what's going on here? Yeah. What, what part of this planet have we not seen? <laughs> right. I'm like, you just see it like kind of going, you know, like a, a time-lapse video yeah. of going from nothing to a whole facility and, you know, they finally developed a formula for, few, you know, a fuel source. Mm-hmm. So Buzz is going to be that test pilot uh, to try and see if he can do that and then to uh, reach hyperspeed or whatever. And in doing so, he, you know, so he's the test pilot, goes for that first test run. And, of course, a vine takes a, one, of the, one of the workers away and then you have, they have to, it's like a lightsaber, but more like a, machete lightsaber this is the way i kind of describe mm-hmm. it it essentially does the same thing a lightsaber does it's a laser and then but it's kind of like in the shape of a machete machete, machete with saber aura. yes <laughs> there you go and that's how they cut the vines off and you know rescue everybody that the vines keep trying to take yeah buzz goes around goes around this i guess it's supposed to be there this planet's sun or some variation thereof mm-hmm. to slingshot around it i'll uh uh Rathacon. <laughs> Actually, no. I take that back. I'll uh, uh, Star Trek The Voyage Home. That's which one it is. Because they end up going back in time in Voyage Home. That's how that works. Anyways, and just like in Voyage Home, he slingshots around. There's three rings he has to go through. Nobody explains what those rings are and why what those actually help him achieve, but just roll with it. Yeah. Uh, and I think he misses... No, he... He kind of goes off course, and yeah. then he cor- he's able to correct himself. Course corrected, yeah. yeah. And then it turns out, when he lands, it had been four years. And he also so, failed to reach hyperspeed. Yes, and he <laughs> failed. It's like, you have four minutes to reach 
you have four minutes to complete this. Like I was like, and I, I went Maverick would have completed it in two fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I said Maverick's got this in two minutes fifteen seconds. Lock ten. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, that's it. So what the problem is, y'all got the wrong pilot. That's yeah. <laughs> it's not the plane; it's the pilot. <laughs> yep, that's it. Even a rooster will tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> oh bless. Um, but you know, Buzz and his, you know, his best friend slash uh, co, you know, co-pilot basically saying, "Hey, you know, Rangers complete the mission." So he's, in addition to being extremely stubborn, he's all about trying to complete this mission, trying to do it again and and again. So you see kind of a, you know, kind of a montage, I guess, Mm -hmm. of years going by and him just failing after failing after failing. And you see Alicia getting older and then getting married and then uh, having a, you know, having a, a, uh, having a child, the child growing up, the child getting married and having a kid. Mm -hmm. And then it just, you know, just uh, and then this one time it comes back and the wish is not there anymore. Pixar so. moment. Yep. I was like, oh, I was like, when did this movie turn into up? Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting on it. I'm like, it's Pixar. They're going to do something. And I'm like, dang it. Even though I knew it was coming. Right. Still. Well, and uh, Ruth pointed out, she thought Aaron Diaz uh, reminded her, reminded her of the kid from up. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a dang. I said, well, at least we know what he. I said, well, it's a good thing he's an airman because he's already got experience. True. Dang. Wow. Pixar verse. Yep. <laughs> Pixar verse. It's his variant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, dang, we're gonna have that moment. Okay. Fine. But yeah, all in all, it winds up being like a hundred years. Yeah. For everybody else, but like. These lost maybe two hours, <laughs> maybe a few, maybe a little maybe, more, maybe not a few, even a day. For, well, because he sleeps and then they have to oh, yeah. try and fix it. So there's very little. I, I would say at most maybe a year for him total. Yeah, but very time little time. No, not much time. Mm-mm. It's crazy. He's just so focused on the mission that he kind of missed out. This is <laughs> he misses. He's so he's got tunnel vision on the mission that he misses everything. He is legit missing out. On everything that's going on in front of him, because yeah. yep. it's he blames him, himself for why they crashed. So that's another thing that's driving him. Yeah. Or you know, in addition to we just go and complete the mission, and he's like, everybody's being everybody's miserable because they're stuck here. They're missing out on on their lives, and you know he kind of misses the point that no, they're still they're still living. Like they're the only person that's kind of missed out on having a life is Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the yeah. main message that Disney and Pixar are trying to push, you know, drill into your head. Yep. So don't be so focused on the past or the future well, that you miss out. That you miss out what's in front of you. So. Yep. I was waiting on them to play cats in the cradle at some point in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, Grayson gave it two thumbs up, and normally it's like a thumbs up, so she really liked it. Two thumbs up. Even York liked it. Yeah. He uh, he was one. I was like, okay, he may not want to go see this initially, but I think once it starts, he's really going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's one of those kind of movies because I don't. 
it's not one that I think he would have aced out of. It's one I just think he, once he gets in there and is watching it, he'll enjoy it. Yeah. And so that's what happened. I mean, when you first hear Lightyear, you start you immediately think about Toy Story. <laughs> exactly. Know? And so if you're not really into the Toy Story movies anymore, this might not be, you, you might think it's not your cup of tea, so you're going to just kind of steer clear of it, but. I was surprised. It's, it's it's not really a toy. It's not a Toy Story movie. It just no. has a Toy Story character. Yeah, this is like. So what's next? The Woody origin. <laughs> I want to see that him and Trixie. <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> well, like I was telling you and everybody else, I said, well, they already did a Rex origin story that came out, you know, the week prior, with Jurassic World Domin- Dominion. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Autosaurus. What if it doesn't like me? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. What if the humans are terrified of me? I just want to hug them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 I'm not Trixie. Her name's Jesse. Woody Jessie. and Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, um I mean it could work. Yeah. We're just getting the real life interpretations that before they became store, I mean, toys and like a variation on their story with Toy Stories. And so honestly, should... that's that's very clever the way they're doing that too. I yeah. say, you know what? Yeah, because most toys come, kids' toys come from a movie source or a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that a toy is just its own thing. Yeah, it's going to come from something. Yeah. So that's what I'm waiting for that trailer next. Yep. Jesse. <laughs> We're gonna get the Swanky movie instead. Got <laughs> <laughs> a doll ball, howdy. R.I.P. Oh. Jim Vardy. Yeah, won't be the same without his voice. Yep. Potato Head movie would be interesting. Yep. Stock, stock um, audio. Yep. It's just, it's just going to be a slinky. <laughs> that's an earnest movie. <laughs> There's a remake an earnest movie with with slinky instead. Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> <laughs> What I mean, Ham? Mercy. Yeah, it was good, though. They should have put a... What is it? Commander Cody? Not Commander Cody. That's Star Wars. Um, Combat Carl. There we go. That'll be the next one. Hmm. It'll be a warm film <laughs> for kids. Kids warm film with Combat Carl. I mean, they got They'd have a different series there. Get the backstory of dude, these toys. Yeah, dude, they could do. They could do. Would you do a Disney Plus? Uh, uh, Jack Reacher, Combat Carl movie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we see I mean, it. We know they hurt. They were tapping into this. This show. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You heard it here for breaking news. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, then. I did. Ha- there were a few things I felt weren't explained or not explained very well. One thing I can't really get into because it's kind of a spoiler, but mm-hmm. whenever you find out who the villain is, it's never it's it's explained, but it's not explained very well. It's 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 like Swiss cheese with the amount of holes in that in that how that works. Just there because it is something that. Ruth and I discussed later and I think York tried to weigh in and we're like, yeah, no, it just really wasn't explained very well. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to go with it. And I was like, yeah, 
feel like they could have done a better job. I mean, hell, they were able to explain t- they were able to explain time travel a lot easier in uh, in in game. Yeah, I guess it's they want to do something different. <laughs> they want to just use the same. Yeah, even though they're kind of using the same. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I just didn't feel that part was explained very well. And of course, the thing with the hoops, I'm still I'm like, all right, literally everything else in this thing was explained there. And as you pointed out uh, when you sent me the text, thank you, by the way, because I ended up telling what everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there is a. A mid credit mid or I guess we'll just say three post credit scenes. Yeah, which is that's just the easiest way to do that. Yeah. So there are a total of three. Um, and yes, like you said, the third one's really the only one that kind of matters. Yeah. Um, but definitely not the one I was hoping for. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's kind of lame. <laughs> uh, and I don't want to give what I think it is because then that may. If some people are thinking the same thing I'm thinking of, like that they're hoping to see in this movie, mm-hmm. then I don't want them to be like, damn. So I'll tell you to you off air, but uh, it's fun. It's a great, fun movie and animation's awesome. Yep. I bet it's amazing in IMAX. Oof. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, so. I probably won't get to catch it in IMAX, though. My yep. luck, you know, some of the movies I've wanted to. Yeah. I, I only been able to be lucky with Jurassic World, so. Yeah. We'll see. I'm hoping that they re-release those other ones. Yes. I mean, they were re-releasing Spider-Man in September, so. There you go. Right. Yeah, maybe they'll do it with Morbius. A third time? <laughs> third time's a charm. I saw a meme. Fool me like, once. Hey. A meme. It was um, like an email. said, hey, we all had to work that week. Could you do it again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then there was a meme thing. Um. Uh, let's see. No, that would have been that would have been kind of a spoiler for the yeah. boys, so I won't I won't mention it. Yeah, yeah, right. I'd say well, I, like I think I might still send it to you, but might not get okay. the Maybe that's fine. I'll, I'll, if I get not, it, I get it. And if not, then I'll eventually get it when I get caught up. Yeah. <laughs> so. All righty. Oh, oh, uh, I did forget to mention. At the beginning, uh, Lightyear is one hour forty minutes. Perfect, because yes. it's a kids movie. Yep, should not be any longer. No, and even there's a couple of times it kind of slowed down. I'm like, it's kind of dragging a little bit in parts, but not 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 enough. Doesn't last me long. To, no, no, but it does. There is a slight. So, but all good though. All right, uh, then for our second movie. Uh, available on Netflix this past Friday, we watched Spiderhead with Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller, who's having an, an amazing year for releases. And really, Hemsworth will, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, because I think we're getting Extraction 2 this year, too, I think. If so. I think, like, in the fall, I think. I feel like. I'd be cool with that. I'd be happy. I'd be over the moon with that. Yeah. So Spiderhead it came out June seventeenth as well on Netflix. It's got a runtime of one hour forty six minutes, 
For me, it felt a little bit longer, but that's just me. Yeah, it is rated R. In the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love begins questioning the reality of his emotions. Starring Chris Hemsworth as Ebenesti, Miles Teller as Jeff, Journey Smollett as Lizzie, Mark uh, Peguio as Verlaine, Tess Halbrick as Heather, and uh, it goes on and on and on. But yeah, it's... uh, Oh, uh, written by George Saunders, uh, based on his short story. Uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick wrote the screenplay, and Joseph Kosinski directed the movie. So, thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I kind of thought it was interesting. It's, a, I guess, a alternate version of prison where you're given a little, little more freedom. You know, you're able to just kind of walk about. Never so often you take a field trip to go somewhere. But it's really all about testing this drug to kind of put you in, I guess, regardless of your situation, you'll always see the brighter side of things, basically. That's what I think it's, it's the drug is doing. And, um, so they're, so they test different situations. Like they even have like drugs that make you talk. Like if you're not saying words they want, they can, but you gotta, you have to acknowledge them. If you don't approve of them doing it, they can't do it. Um, right. But, um, once they do, they release drug that's like a little box on the back on your back kind of like where they put um uh like when they do a spinal tap yep. and um and it injects a certain amount of the drug into your system and you're either like the first scene they show they're telling the guy like some simple little jokes and he's laughing and then they tell him some things that aren't jokes, but he's still laughing. Like tell him he's sentenced for however many years right. in prison and this, that, and he's just laughing and and the drugs doing what they want it. You know, just regardless of all this terrible things he's being told, he just sees it as a good, happy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I thought it was interesting. I mean, it'd be kind of a weird thing to do, which I mean I think it's some possible. Right. Yeah. And um uh, I mean, I liked it for a lot of different reasons. That yes, it, it's hour and forty six minutes. It did feel did feel a bit long in spots. Um, like I don't I don't want to spoil much, right? <laughs> um, but you know, as it goes on, you start to see what's really going on. Um, it kind of felt like when I was watching, uh, what's the name of the movie? Um, it's the one where the kid. It's kind of like Lord of the Flies, but the kids are in space. I talked about it earlier. I just can't think of the name. Um, they have to take this blue, blue liquid, and mm-hmm. it kind of keeps their feelings inhibited to where they're not fit, like not, they're not yeah. going through the teenage angst and whatnot. Right. And then the kids figure out that that's keeping them docile, so they stop taking it, and they just kind of go wild. They didn't really do that here, but um, you see, they're kind of being controlled, and and once the stuff wears off, they can't really remember everything that happened or their feelings exactly. Are, are different. It's kind of like a bad hangover. <laughs> it's like, yeah. in the moment, I love this, but now I'm just like, 
Ugh, I hate it. Right. <laughs> you know, some bad side effects. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Then they have this other drug that's really bad, and if they overdo it, it could kill you. Yep. <laughs> but it, it, it just kind of heightens everything to a certain point, and you just freak out. Yeah. But, yeah. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I. It's interesting. I don't think it was for me. And I love Hemsworth. I love Miles Teller. As I think we've all found out through me talking about the offer, which did end this week. So I guess I didn't talk about that. Just beautiful series. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, there's one episode left. I take that back. This week is the last episode. But golly, if he, if some of these people on the show do not get nominated for acting. In uh, either for their Emmys or Golden Globe or whatever, mm-hmm. that's gonna be sad because some amazing performances in that show. And Miles Teller has always been a very good actor. I mean, he's been placed in some not very good movies, Fantastic Four, um, but you know, can't win them all. <laughs> Michael True. B. Jordan also got cast in that, but you know, he's had a lot of redemption since then. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, it it is you know, it is what it is. But he's, I mean, he's great in it. Journey Smollett also great. Hemsworth, you know, it's a different role for him to play as this kind of arrogant scientist, you know, trying to do, trying to experiment on these people and not really caring what happens to them. Just kind of more concerned about bottom line. Yeah. Like, is this going to be ready to go? Can we get this out there and, you know, basically make a killing off of it? Right. So it's interesting to see him play a different role. It, I, I just, I guess the story itself just didn't really appeal to me. It might appeal to others. Um, the director, Joseph Kaczynski, uh, most people may know, just recently directed Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so... Uh, he also directed Oblivion in 2013 with with Tom Cruise, and then he directed Tron Legacy in 2011. So he's got a lot of actual action movies under his belt. This one's more of a psychological thriller type of type of thing, or psychological drama, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's not as like just action, 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 you know, going on. It's a very thought provoking movie of you know where we you know about. But essentially about the effect drugs have on people and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And if it's a good thing, it's not natural. So is it, are you really, do you really want to be feeling, having those thoughts and feelings? So, yeah, but it's not a bad movie. It's just not one I was a huge fan of. So, but it was, I mean, it's definitely watchable for sure. It's, it's definitely watchable. Um, it's just maybe not for me, and that's yeah. perfectly fine. And uh, I did watch two other movies this week, but didn't really f- feel like talking about them a whole lot. I watched The Interceptor, which is also on Netflix, starring Elsa Pataki, Chris Hemsworth's wife. Um, if you're in the mood for like a BC uh, movie. As in not like your top tier movie, but like a a movie that does have some okay action, but the dialogue is terrible and you're okay with that, then that would you know, that's not a bad movie to watch. It it's 
I didn't enjoy it and nor did or like it, but I didn't feel like it, you know, it's worth talking about, but it, that's there for people to watch on Netflix. And then I watched, I rented one on iTunes called the innocence about it's a, I think it's a Scandinavian. It's like, it's, I think a Swedish film about kids that discovered that they have powers. And then, you know, cause they're young kids. They then find out, uh, couple of them are kind of bullies about it as they mm-hmm. kind of explore their powers and then things kind of go off the rails it's very slow <laughs> which is another reason why i really didn't want to talk about it but it's okay it's just a very slow movie but you know it's not bad it's just i feel like i would bore myself talking about it so but that's there to rent too if you're interested you can check out the trailer for it Speaking of trailers, we've got a few coming up where that got released. Uh, not a movie, but a TV show coming to Prime. Sorry. The Terminalist. A former Navy SEAL officer investigates why his entire platoon was ambushed during a high-stakes covert mission starring Chris Pratt, Constance Wu, Taylor Kitsch, Riley Keough, uh, Janine Triplehorn. And yeah. It looks like there's going to... It premieres July 1st. There's going to be eight episodes. So, there you go. When I first saw that trailer, I thought it was like the sequel to Tomorrow War. <laughs> first. I, I thought like, it was... A, I, I thought it was a sequel to Without Remorse. <laughs> Just switching the main character? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, it's a... Yeah. At least, or aside, you know, it's of that universe, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then they couldn't just leave well enough alone. <laughs> we are getting another Kung Fu Panda movie. I saw that yesterday. I don't know how. I, I just randomly looked at my phone and I saw, I'm like, what? I had to look at it twice. I'm like, no, I got a notification. Well, <laughs> and this is actually a TV series. I'll tell you that back. It's not a movie. It's a series. Uh, well, it says it's a series, but it also says, so it's going to premiere on Netflix on July 14th, but there's only one. It says one episode. I'm like, well, that can't be right. Right. So anyways, uh, this series follows Poe, who partners up with a no-nonsense English knight named Wandering Blade, to find a collection of four powerful weapons before a mysterious pair of weasels do and save the world from destruction with the voices of James Hong, which everybody knows as uh, gong gong from every, everything everywhere all at once. Plus his historic career. He's had uh, Jack black is repri- reprising his role role as Poe. And then, uh, yeah, and then other people. Uh, so that's coming to Netflix July 14th. It, it, it sure. Um, but hey, it's something for kids to watch. Something new. Go with it, you know. Yeah. Next is also coming to Netflix July 15th is Persuasion, a period piece. Uh, eight years after Anne Elliott was persuaded not to marry a dashing man of humble origins they meet again 
Will she seize her second chance at true love? Starring Dakota Johnson as Ann Elliott, Cosmo Jarvis as Captain Frederick Whitworth, Henry Golding as Mr. Elliott, and Mia McKenna-Bruce as Mary Elliott. Richard E. Grant also stars. So, there's that. Uh, they do use a lot of updated language, because in the trailer, they, she even mentions if someone was hangry. So, I'm pretty sure that wasn't around during that time, but whatever, man. Cool. And then, uh, Blonde, uh, starring Ana de Armas as Norma Jean, a.k.a. Marilyn Monroe. It's a fictionalized chronicle of the inner life of Marilyn Monroe. It's expected to be released September 23rd. Also starring Adrian Brody as the playwright, Garrett Delahund, Bobby Cannavale as the ex-athlete, Sarah Paxton as Miss Flynn, Julianna Nicholson as Gladys, Lucy DeVito, the daughter of Danny DeVito and Rhea Palmer, Scoot McNeary, Toby Huss, and others. So looks pretty interesting. Uh, it's just it's black and white. So you know I'm already gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, written and directed by Andrew Dominic. So it is rated NC-17. So that's new. Mm. Duh. All right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But yeah, we haven't seen an NC-17 released in at least I haven't in forever. So, very curious what that's going to... And I believe that's also coming to Netflix. So Okay. That makes sense, then. I yeah. doubt that would have got theater release with that rating. No. They would have had to cut that out and put that on the director's cut. Yeah. It would be an so, R rating. Yeah. Hard sure. R. Hard R. And 17 sounds like Netflix. <laughs> Indeed. Considering some of the stuff I've watched. Or, H- or <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. That too. Yeah. Even some Showtime. Yep. It would definitely heavily lean on the max part of of the HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, that's it, man. That's our show. We have a very busy, very busy show coming up next week. We have Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Elvis the Black Phone, and the Man from Toronto, which is which out of all those movies is the only one that'll be released on streaming. So a lot of movies to try and get a chance to see. Plus we'll have our interview as well. That'll be released the week of the 4th of July. So boom, boom, boom stuff to look forward to. Yep. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our two part interview with uh, Russ Burnley game, please check that out. Part two has our talk about Jurassic world dominion as well as some of the other Jurassic Park movies as well. So, also, please check that out. And, yeah, that's all I got, man. all I got. (laughs) Boom. All right. Well, with that, I hope everybody has a good week. Be sure to stay hydrated, stay cool, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast. 
and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.